So, we're back. We got Leon on mic. I don't know anyone who's ever, who's ever no one called. has ever called me that, but back in the flesh. And of course, Matt Hummel, not in the flesh. Is and as of right now, the Suns are up 2-0 in the finals. Chris Paul is two games away from getting a ring that it appears literally everybody except for me, uh, Bucks fans. I don't know how Mac. I don't know how you felt, but I think you're kind of on the fence. But it seems like everybody wants him to get. I know Mike Flack wants him to get it. Everyone wants him to get it, but I think us three. Literally, like the entire world. Y'all were fuming, and I love it. Like that Chris Paul and the Suns that, uh, you know, deserved or not deserved, they still still got here. I mean, this is the Phoenix Suns that have never been good, really, since, I guess, Amari and Steve Nash. But I don't know. It's just nice to see different teams for once where it's not like a like LeBron or like Golden State. It's still a good series to me. I mean but. And I'll say for me, so I don't want to come off as like a Chris Paul hater. That's not what it is. Like I I would much rather see Giannis get his ring than Chris Paul, but I'm just not on that bandwagon. It seems like everybody's all of a sudden like, oh yeah. Like we want Chris Paul to get this ring. Chris Paul can be a hateable person. Yeah. Like let's be, not like, we will not ignore that Chris Paul's kind of He's kind of an asshole. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but just I, I feel like if he gets his ring, he can go off peacefully and we don't have to worry about Chris Paul after this year. I mean, Giannis will still have plenty of time. Cause, I mean, he's young. Maybe the Bucks will get more talent around him other than Drew. We'll see. Is, um, but that's really my only thing. Like, I, I acknowledge Chris Paul is an all-time great point guard. He's one of the best point guards to ever play the game. And if he does, I guess we're only two games in. If he does end up taking it all, I won't be upset. You could also blow it because that would be a Chris Paul thing to do. Plenty of time. Yeah. Jury's still out. Yeah. Still plenty left in the tank for Giannis. Right. So two games in. Mac, I'll start with you. Give me some thoughts. What are you thinking so far about this series? Um, like I said before, I do feel like, you know, rooting for the Bucks might be the most stressful thing I have to witness as watching for a finals. I don't know how fans like Zach have to deal with this because there's a lot of part of me where I get really frustrated. Like Chris Milton, game two, and Drew Holiday in games one and two. I mean, I'm just like, bro, I just want to punch him in the face. Like, they are so dumb. And, like, look, you're going to have to be better if you're going to win the title. That's just who you are. You know, you put up the stats yesterday, Gabe, about how Drew Holiday has been absolutely abysmal these playoffs. And, you know, that's not how you made, you made that trade for him. For him not to play like Eric Bledsoe, he's playing like Eric Bledsoe. So you know he's got to be better. He played really well defensively in Game Two, but you got to bring up points if you're gonna win this game, if you're gonna win the series. And also, Mike Boonholzer, bro, you you got to put Giannis at the five. I think putting Giannis at the five, putting putting Forbes out there, he was what top five three point shooting this year. I would I want him on the floor. I know he's a liability on D, but he can knock it down from the from the three. Not you know. Kind of, it's just it's just very very stressful because like I said, I feel like either one of us could go out there and be the coach, and we can be up two zero right now, going home and set down 0-2. So I've got, um, I agree with you to an extent. I think I will say this: I think this has become noticeable that 
I think the Bucks are definitely missing Dante right now. We talked about it. We were talking about it during the game, the rotation they kind of had at the end of that game. You know, Pat was out there, and Pat was playing well. He wasn't playing bad, but I think this is a situation where they really miss having Dante, the ability to have him in the rotation. But for me, there are two things, more than two things, but two things that kind of stand out um, that I think scare me for the Bucks, And one of them kind of disagrees with what you said, so I think they'll disagree with it. But the first thing is Coach Bud, but it's not Coach Bud for the usual reasons. It's Coach Bud. I actually think I think Coach Bud has done a decent job so far this series with, with his adjustments, which is usually the thing that everybody says. It's kind of become the running thing to say about Coach Bud is that he had he didn't make those adjustments. And that kind of scares me because I think he's done that in these first two games decently to an extent, and we've still gotten the results they've gotten. Like, I know in game one was – it was clear in the first half in game one, Lopez could be out there because Chris Paul and, and Devin Booker were going at him off the pick and roll every single time. They did the same thing when Portis was out there, too, and kind of rotated it. You saw in the second half of that game, I don't know if Brooke, he barely played at all. Like he might have played a couple minutes, but he wasn't really out there. Um, you saw them kind of switch up the coverages. They went with the drop coverages sometime. Sometimes they went with the, the plain switches. So I think Bud's done a decent job. And then you saw in game two, they threw a couple traps at him. They were trapping campaign a lot, which I thought was interesting. And then they were fighting over the screens on Chris Paul and on Book as much as possible. So that kind of concerned me because I don't, you know, besides players just playing better, I haven't seen any glaring adjustments that I could point at and be like, yeah, if Bud just fixes this or if the Bucks do this better, they'll be in better shape. And that's one thing that has kind of, you know, concerned me um, because I think he's, he's done a decent job coaching this series. Um, and then the other thing is, like you mentioned, it, Mac, is Drew Holiday. And so I hesitated to go in on Drew just because, look, I'm not going to talk about Middleton, but he, I mean, he deserves it well. But the thing about Middleton for me is we've kind of gotten accustomed to this. He's going to give you three to four games a series where he looks like a, a co-star. So I really, you know, game one, he, he played well. Giannis was coming back from an injury. He didn't play as well in game two. But I kind of expect that from him. So I'm not expecting him to be consistently there. I think he'll give – it's as simple as if he gives you three, they're probably going to lose the series. If he gives you four good games, and then they can win it. But Drew, on the other hand, and you mentioned it, you make that trade with Bledsoe because you think he's going to give you more offensive production than what Eric could give you in the playoffs. Um, and it's not – look, Drew Holiday is clearly a better player than Eric Bledsoe. I'm not trying to say that. But Hawks series, he played well. Other than that, he's really struggled in the postseason. Um, and even a couple of those Hawks series games when Giannis wasn't out there. I know you sent – I sent you all the pictures, I believe, with the splits, where it was like him and Bledsoe shooting splits were very similar. Yeah. Um, so – and I kind of felt bad for him because we were talking about during the game. You could tell after game one, it was like they told him to be more aggressive and shoot more. He comes out game two, he does that. He doesn't shoot well. And you see the next day, everybody's like, oh, Drew Holiday took way too many shots and because he didn't shoot well. But he was, Mike's like, eh, not feeling that. Yeah, I mean, can't get mad at him for like yeah. shooting more. Like him being, I guess, conservative with his shooting game one. You know, they want to see him shoot more. 
shots aren't falling, they're not falling. Like, maybe he should have stopped at some point, but, you know... <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and hate on him because he was trying to you know give the Bucks a much needed offensive boost because when you're playing a team like Phoenix where you've got shooters like Booker and Chris Paul and you've also got players coming off like Cam Johnson and uh, Mikael Bridges they get hot quick and they can turn a five point lead into like a twenty point lead in a matter of like a couple minutes yeah so like the thing for the Bucks is they kind of have to have that offensive production. It's much needed. And if it has to come from Drew Holiday shooting more than... That's what you need him to do. Yeah, that's what... Like, he, he needs to hit the shots, but... Yeah, preferably. Yeah, pre- preferably, you know, he needs to hit a couple. But yeah. I, I wouldn't get mad as, like, a, a fan, you know, if the shots just weren't falling. Like him I, being aggressive, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I'd rather him be aggressive and sh- coming up short than him just, like, why isn't he shooting? Yeah. Because that would that would prove that maybe he's not meant for the finals. Yeah. Like, and that's why sense. I kind of hesitated to really go in on him because it's like he's tried. Yeah. But simply, like I said, you make that deal for the upgrade offensively. And I know everyone's like, man, everything else Drew's bringing you, which he is. Like I said, Drew's a better player than Eric Blood, so he's doing well. The defensive end. No, I think that's something that's kind of being in the comp to Blood, so it's kind of being over exaggerated because I believe in his last two years, Blood, so was. First and second team, forget the order, but first and second team defensively in the NBA as well. So he's also an elite defender. I'm not saying he's Drew Holiday, but he was also a good defender. But you make that switch for the offensive upgrade. Yeah. And he hadn't shown that to the extent. So those, like I said, I think this series is far from over. But those are the two biggest things that I've kind of took away from the first couple of games that, you know, if I'm Milwaukee, I'm like, it kind of gives me some cause for concern going forward. Yeah. Because I don't know where they're getting the offense from other than, you know, Giannis did his thing and the inconsistency from Middleton. I don't know where else you can get it from. Yeah, and with Phoenix, it's, you know, next man up. If Booker's going to struggle, you know Paul and uh, Bridges and Aiden, they're going to step up. I mean, if Giannis isn't making shots and Middleton's struggling, there's just not much offensive production there. But... I just think with the Suns, like, they've just got too many weapons that if one of them has an off night, like, someone else is going to pick them up, which is kind of what you need in the finals because there's going to be nights where, you know, someone struggles, regardless of how good they are. But you need that that supporting cast that would be able to step up in their absence. So, which is kind of why I just don't know the Bucks can climb out of this hole unless, like, you know, Middleton and Holiday start clicking more. Because, I mean, Giannis is going to show up and give you what he always gives you. Like, he's going to play great defense. He's going to put up probably 30 points, grab 15 rebounds. Like, he, he does what he needs to do. Yeah. It's never been about Giannis. It's always about, like, the people around him. Like, what can they do to help him out? Because he's giving it his all out there. Yeah, Judy, anything else you want to say going forward about you know, going into – first of all, who do you think is going to win game three? And then if you had anything else you want to add, go ahead. I do feel like that the Bucs are going to blow them out. They're going to win by 10 more points. This is a must-win game for Milwaukee. If they lose, then the series is over. And I feel like we're going to get the 30-point Chris Middleton. We're going to get the 40-point Giannis again, and they're going to win comfortably. I think it's going to be a, uh, an, an easy blowout, but game four is going to be the, probably the biggest game of the series because I guess see the Suns win that game, but I'm not so sure. 
Okay. Yeah, I agree. I think Bucks come back to win game three. Um, I mean, hopefully they all don't play bad three games in a yeah. row. I mean, that's that's the hope for, for Milwaukee. But, but yeah, I, I think this is this is back in Milwaukee, right? Mm. Yeah, I think first game back in Milwaukee, they're going to come out a little strong. Probably, I think they'll win game three. Game four is probably going to be a fight, I think. But but yeah, I, I think Bucks win fairly easily for game three. Probably like ten. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I mean, I think it's pretty much a must win. You go down three zero. It's it's curtains. So I got Bucks. I don't know. I think it'll be a game too. I think this is. I mean, the Suns won there too, fairly comfortably. It yeah. was to the point where it wasn't like it wasn't a blowout, but it wasn't necessarily tight. It got tight at times. But you know you win by a double digits. They they won them both somewhat comfortably. So I think I'll go Bucks tighter than what the Suns have won these last couple games. But um, so yeah, we'll get. I think we'll get two one. I was actually gonna say before I wouldn't be surprised if it. And this is this is after game one, so it's a little less likely now. But I still think the Bucks can win this series. I'll say that. Before we kind of go on, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a point where they put together three in a row, which it would have to be now. Like, if you're going to do it, I doubt you go down 3-0 and put no. together three yeah, in a row. But it's one of those things I wouldn't be surprised if they win these two at home, come back, win at Phoenix, and we've got a completely different series. And I, would I put money on it? No, mm-hmm. uh, I wouldn't. But I wouldn't put it past them. I mean, they this one is a must-win because, like, that's really all they have left is – we're going back to Milwaukee. If yeah. they lose the first game in Milwaukee, I I think like it's gonna be a sweep. Cause after that, like everything's taken out of Milwaukee. Cause yeah. like that that's all they have left is we're we're going back home. Like we have to win one. And if they don't win game three, then I, I can see it being a sweep. I really don't want to sweep either, man. I don't. Uh, yeah. I don't think anyone does. Like I I'm hoping that Milwaukee can at the very least take one out of you know back at home. You know, maybe make it an even series by the time they leave, but sweep would just be such a bad look and like such a terrible ending to this playoffs. Because I mean, we've had good games throughout the entire playoffs. We've had surprises. It ended with a Phoenix Suns sweep of the Bucks in the finals. You know how mad everyone. Would no, be. even if you're going for the Suns, like, yeah. Do you, do you really want them to just cake? Well, I mean, they're Suns fans. You probably say, I mean, Suns and four guys, but yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, they'd be looking forward to that. I, as a casual NBA fan, I just don't think that would be a, a great ending for any finals, regardless of who's in it. I mean, oh, I'd like to see LeBron get swept in the finals. But that's just, hey, that's just me. That's just me. Well, actually, I've already seen that, so. We have. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I had to throw one of them in there. Yeah, understandable. <laughs> Look. I'm not going to respond to that one. I'm going to let that one slide. But we do have to get into what's been randomly, I don't know about controversial, but a very talked about topic over these last couple of weeks. And that's chips. Talking chips. Folks. We're talking chips. Um, I don't know what it is. I guess last week being like 4th of July, and it's kind of like outdoor wintery season has got us. I say us. It's a very select group of people. Right? On chips. Everyone's talking about chips. Yeah, yeah it's I've not seen like it everywhere. Check Twitter right now. Chips will be trending. That's not what I'm saying. But there's been some chip talk. Um, so what we were talking about is is kind of the elite, you know, kind of levels of chips. What are your What are you? Let us know out there. What are y'all's favorite chips? 
the best. You can get three, five, just tier one high quality chips because this turned into a heated debate. Um, so, Mac, I want to let you start. You can give us one, and or you can give us all three. Just every however you want to do it, three, five. Just give me give me a couple chips that are your top notch. You want my top five? Yeah, go for it. Okay, well, with my list, I took into account, you know, my personal preference and also, like, kind of the basics. Like, what, like, if you were to go to a cookout or a family gathering or something, what chips would be in there? So, number five, I got the regular Lay's. Now, it's a basic one, very basic. But everywhere you go, they're always there. So you gotta give them the recognition. They're this always your there. Top, uh, okay. Mac. <laughs> this in. is one of your uh, the entire planet, Mac. They come to you, offer you five lays. Is you're throwing the name lays out there? Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously I mean, it's good. Everyone gets it. If you go anywhere and they're there, they must be pretty damn good. So that's my five. Four, four. It's. In my personal opinion, it's a little too low for me, but at four, I got the Doritos Sweet and Spicy. You know, the ones we got at, at the barbecue at Stan's house? That's Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, those are probably my favorite Dorito of all time. They're, uh, they're, they're fire. Uh, coming at three is Lay's Barbecue. I mean, we all know. it's. Oh. No, okay, no. What are you going to say? No, nah, I see your facial reaction. What's up with that? Well, I'm gonna let you finish, but I have a thought. Like I, I look. This it's is barbecue. obviously your own personalized list. Everyone gets barbecue, and then two, uh, I got the twisty Fritos. You know those Frito or those Fritos that have the, the twisty things, honey barbecue. Those are, those are top notch. I think they're number two, and then my final, I think the goat chip of all time, in my opinion, is the flaming hot Cheetos. I love the fucking hot Cheetos. The little spice in the back of your throat make you your eyes water, make you want some some water. That's that's that for me. That's that's good. I love that. So that, that's my top five. Leave it to Mac to pick his number one chip, and it's not really even a chip. Let me hear it. <laughs> nah, I mean I, I, I can see it. But she was a chip. Yeah. I'll die on this hill, but. <laughs> People can sound off in the comments, but I don't think Cheetos are chip. Cheetos are Cheetos it's a are... snack. It's not a chip. But aren't okay. chips snacks? Chip. Chips can be snacks. Snacks cannot be chips. What? Cheetos. <laughs> Let me rephrase. Cheetos cannot be chips. Okay. Cheetos I, I'm sorry. I just what? can't. I, I thought I was saying something smart right there, and then I just caught myself. I was like, that's, that's ridiculous. You know how this but, is going to age, right? This is gonna age, no, like my Home Alone thing. Oh, yeah. And then I had people very upset. Well, that was because that was ridiculous. No, this wait, this one's wait. ridiculous as well. I, I mean, look, I may be wrong. You know what? No, no, no. Hey, gonna, stand, no, stand your ground. No, I'm going to I'm gonna get out ahead of this. Cheetos are chips. <laughs> but they would definitely not be in your top five is what I'm hearing. Yeah. PR Mike. I'm, I'm going to appease to the crowd. I but they're not my top five. Flamin' Hot's good, but... Leading with Lay's was was a tough act to follow. He 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 redeemed himself though with number four. He did. Yeah. Um. You had the barbecue at three. 
Yeah. I barbecue at three. At four, at number two, I had the Frito Twist Honey Barbecue. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. I think the only reason I hesitated and gave you a look at the barbecue chips at three is because, and I was explaining this, you know, to some people and before we got going today. So here's how I do my tiers of chips. The biggest tier is tier two, tier two. That's chips that are like big in name and they're good, but they aren't great. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like they have the, the everyone knows, like some Doritos. Yeah, I think everyone can sit down. Yeah, they're a popular chip. I can enjoy some Doritos. But I'm not going to put Doritos in my tier one of chips. So I think barbecue chips would go in that for me. They're a good chip. I wouldn't throw them up there. Lay's, I don't know where I'd put Lay's, but each his own. Um, in the trash. Yeah, it's <laughs> back on the table, back in the box. So I'm going to go. Man. Five. This is kind of cheating. Because I just said Doritos would be tier two, right? But at my yeah. five, I would have nacho cheese Doritos. Excuse me? Oh, my gosh. No, 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 no. You, you come at me for the Lay's original and, the Duke, and you throw out Doritos, nacho cheese? I'm sorry. I enjoy flavor. You just want salt and bread. Oh, oh, oh. No, no, no. It's the same thing. The Dorito nacho cheese is like the equivalent to Lay's normal t- potato chips. No, it's clearly superior. No, clearly no. superior chips. Um, four, four. I'm gonna go with. Man. Let's say I'm gonna go with the. I don't know if you've had the like sweet heat chili. Y'all tried those before? Doritos? It's in like a purplish bag. I'm going to put those in my four. Okay, it's yeah. A sleeper. I, I've had those. They're, they're pretty good. They're I'm pretty gonna, solid. I'm going to put those at four. Um, the all Doritos draft. Hey. <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't. it wouldn't be that bad. Give me a second. Honestly, here's what's happening. So I have my top three. I'm expanding to five. You know, five is a lot. Wait, Gabe. You said Doritos was number two? Are like tier two, eight, four, and five are Doritos? No, no, no. See, well, see, when I said that, I was thinking like not like the basic your Doritos, Cool Ranch type Doritos, right? That's uh, what I'm. I said tier uh, two. Um, three. The third best ship of all time. Now, we didn't clarify this in the rules, but can this be like, it has to be the chip by itself. It can't be the chip's versatility. I was thinking that I I don't think if you have to have toppings on it to make it a good chip, I don't think it should classify. Yeah. yeah. So if I feel like the Tostitos kind of scoops at you, you'd be like, no, the Mm -hmm. chip by itself didn't do it. No, because like you have to rely on a dip to make it good. Would you, would you eat uh, uh, Tostitos scoops like on its own? (sighs) Probably not. Yeah. Probably not. That's my thinking. I I just, because I was thinking like, would it go good with dip? Then I I might include it, but I I feel like that's cheating almost. Yeah. Because... 
I wouldn't eat it like on its own. That's also not fair. There are only so many chips that could fit in that category, so I get that. Yeah. Um, with all that being said, I'm going to put it there anyways. So at three, I'm going to Tostitos. <laughs> um, I'll say this. Obviously, they, they get, they're better with the dip, but I would eat. I mean, look, as long as they got salts on them, I'll enjoy them. So I can put them at three. Plus, this is a lot. You know, a lot of this is, is quality with quantity. I'm going to eat a lot of those, and I'm just, you know, I can't eat a lot of those. I enjoy them. So I'll throw them at three. But this is where I really wanted to get to, is one and two right here. And I think they both have already briefly been mentioned. I don't know if Max said them both if we talked about them, but two is definitely going to be the twist. Um, you know, the, yeah, the Frito twist. That's most definitely my number two. Second greatest ship of all time. Uh, I'll eat them by himself. I'll eat them with the sandwich. I just, you know, speaks for itself. And the number one, I'm going with the Sweet Heat Barbecue. Ooh, got to. Sweet Heat Barbecue. Interesting. And a matter of fact, <sighs> I've got them on deck today, if I can reach them. Look, if you, if these are not among your top chips, I'm sorry, let me clarify. The sweet southern heat barbecue. So listen, forget what Mike's forget Mike's facial expression. No, it's I'm ang- I'm upset for a different reason. Okay, look, I- I'll get to it in my in my rankings. If these they don't have to be in your top five. If you don't think these right here are a good chip, I honestly believe you either haven't had them. Or something is wrong with your taste buds. Please sponsor us, Lace. Please. Um, this is my greatest ship of all time right here. Best ship I've ever had in my entire life. So that's my one. And like I said, kind of like Jason Tatum said, if you don't have what he said, if you don't have Kobe in your top five, I have a hard time listening to you. They don't have to be in your top five, but if you don't have these one of the, an elite ship, don't talk to me about chips. So that's that's my number one ship of all time. Um, you know, they're a great chip. Okay. My top five, number five, I'm going to have to go. Five's a lot, man. See, and I'm going to go Fritos, but a different type. I, I like the chili cheese Fritos. I Ooh, think they're good. Uh, pick. Good pick. Yeah, I, I've never been a huge fan of the Honey Twist ones. Like, I, I don't know why, I just never liked them. But the chili cheese, like, I could eat a lot of those. Number four, you know, number four, I might have to go with just nacho cheese Doritos. I mean, it's it's a classic. I don't think, I don't really think there's anyone that dislikes nacho cheese Doritos. Mm-hmm. If you do, should be criminal. Um, let's see, number three. I know this caused some controversy uh, last couple weeks, but cheddar sour cream ruffles. Oh, boy. I knew yeah. somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I love them. I like plain ruffles when you have a dip. Like, when you have a nice dip with them, they're solid. But okay. if I had to pick a flavored ruffle, cheddar sour cream any day of the week. Number two, I'm going to pull a little bit of a wild card. Hit me. 
jalapeno flavored kettle chips. Doesn't wow. matter the brand. I always like those. They're spicy. They're really good. If you haven't had them, I advise that you go and get them. I've actually got to look those up because I know like it sounds familiar, but if you ever go to Jimmy John's, they've got them like on like with their sandwiches. They're so good. But also they have them at the store. Uh, don't know if Lay's has a brand or not, but I know. Oh, are these the ones that have like no? This is, I looked up jalapeno kettle cooked chips. These are like the Miss Vicky's. Miss Vicky's, yeah. This is an elite chip. It is. Yeah, I co-sign with that. Yeah, any type of Miss Vicky's like kettle cooked chips are great. I I would definitely put jalapeno though in that in that S tier if we had to if we had to rank them. Okay. Number one, Gabe Haynes. I'm gonna have to agree with you. Number one for me is Sweet Southern Heat That's Barbecue. What That's what I'm talking about. You see this? This is hey. agreeance. Sweet Southern Heat Barbecue. I mean, I don't. Lay's is good. I know Golden Flake has some very solid Sweet Southern Heat Barbecue chips. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Like, it's wild too because I love those, but I do not like the Lay's barbecue, like just regular barbecue. That's I, I think it's not crazy. There's a different. It's like different. Like the barbecue ones are like way too sweet. Those there's a kick. Like, there's a kick to it, and like that's why I like the jalapeno chips, but. I mean, I was I was definitely debating putting them, like flipping them, but that one's my number one. Okay. Um. Also, honorable mention, uh, hint of lime Tostitos. Uh, I knew I'd get some people uh, out there. I was with you. I was about to say how solid of a list that was, but you just. You I said it. honorable mention. It's not in there. Okay. You put it with a nice dip. I mean, it's pretty solid. Big dip guy now. When I propose those dips, she's like, no, no dips. Well, I mean, I'm I'm saying if if included with the dip. Okay. I'll, I'll still eat one side though. That, that's definitely a. I I have no other chips in the house, so I will eat this kind yeah. of chip. But I mean, they're not bad when you do that. But you know what chip we were talking about last week? Um, and I don't know if it's like an an older people an older person thing, but back in the day, I used to always have it was family, and then I had you know couple guys that have been on Jaden Patrick and they were talking about it. Have you ever had like pork rinds? Oh yeah. Yeah. Big pork rinds guy. You're a fan? Yeah, I'm a fan. Back home. No, I've never had it. But do you know it like have you ever heard of them? Yes, I've heard of I've I've heard of them and I've heard the hype, but I've never had it. You know what you would like though? What's that? Sweet Southern Heat Barbecue pork rinds. They have those. Really? Yes. I need to try these ASAP. Yeah, they're, I mean, I know they look odd. Like, it would never be, like, my first choice, like, going into, like, a like a grocery store mm-hmm. or, like, a gas station to pick up something. But, like, they're there. I'll eat them. They're pretty solid. See, I thought it was, like, I could have swore it was, like, an older person thing. Oh, it is. But, like, I mean, they're good. I, like, I, they're not a, they're not, like, a plain Lay's. Like, yeah. plain Lay's, I think, is, like, the older person chip. No offense, Mac. But I'm just yeah, I'm, I'm just sta- I'm just stating uh stating the obvious here like the plain chips are always the the older person uh chip of choice. Well, look, Mac has made it very clear on several occasions on this podcast that he's not a child. I don't know if you remember the, the infamous tricks. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, he was mad about that. The cereal. I debate. was a little upset as well, but I mean, hey, you you know my stance on cereal. We we discussed oh, this yeah, pre-episode. Oh yeah, we played this out. Yeah. But yeah, I mean. Pork rinds is very, uh, I I know it's like an older person thing, but 
they're also very solid. I, I would I would advise on getting some. Or don't. I, I really don't care. But. Also, see, I was also I had them when I was a kid. And, you know, it's just some, doesn't seem like something a kid. And maybe you did. Doesn't seem like something a kid would enjoy. At least I didn't. That might have affected my decision. I might have to run it back. I might have to give me a bag of pork grinds. Give an update. The plain uh, ones are awful. Like I, I don't really like eating the plain ones. But they have like flavored ones. They have like barbecue. They have like uh, they have Louisiana hot sauce flavored. I think. I think I've had those. Those are good. And then they have the sweet Southern heat barbecue. I'm fine with those, but getting plain ones, plain like anything chips, I'm I'm not really a fan. Like it has to be accompanied with a dip. Like if I'm gonna eat, I'm not gonna just eat plain ruffles or something. No, like there I'm has like, to be some type of dip. With you're it. talking to the wrong person. I'm not gonna eat ruffles in general. I'm just not. Well, I mean, not my kind of chip. Cheddar sour creamer, I'm pretty solid. I'll eat those by Yes, they were the best, Gabe. Gotta deal with it. Sour cream and cheddar is pretty fine. Sour cream and onion lays is also pretty. Uh, pretty man, good. I thought we were gonna do something good note. That's over too. I don't no, know. it's not over two. I'm just a man of the people. Or not. <laughs> people could just people, <laughs> people could be like, "You're an idiot." I can, I can very well not be a man of the people. Yeah, I like to think I am, but I might I might hear it in the comments being like, "This is disgusting." Like your top five is awful. Let us know, man. We, we I'm, I want to hear. I don't even have to agree with any of these lists. Let me hear something else of the top chips out there. Um, if, it's, no, if it's bad enough, we might have to comment and uh, comment back. Oh, yeah, we will expose you if you just have no taste whatsoever. Look at this guy. <laughs> Get a load of this guy. Yeah. Um, I did want to do, you know, I had, I kind of wanted to cheat. So I wanted to give my Gabe's greatest thing I saw this week. But there are two things. So, yeah, I don't know if that's allowed. I think I guess I'm kind of breaking the rules. But the first thing is easy. It was, and I want to make sure, I'm probably still going to get it wrong. I know it's not anything new. I think everybody's kind of talked about it over the last couple of days. Miss Zaila Avant-Garde, you know, the... the Avant-Garde? Yeah. Yeah. The young African-American woman who won the spelling bee, and then it came out like a day later that she was also a ridiculously talented basketball player. Oh, yeah. Has the record for I think both balls dribbled simultaneously. So really, she was doing the spelling bee. It sounds like almost as a side gig. But like Jordan in baseball. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. You know, I'll just hang up the balls and go do the spelling bee real quick. Um. So that was easily the greatest thing I saw this week. So I want to give props to that. The other thing, and I'm throwing a shot with this one, man. I had to. It was. It's been on my mind all week. So last week I was at a cookout, um, courtesy of a good friend Justice Sanders and Ronnie Mac. You guys know. I don't know. You don't know him well, but you know Mac. I know you know Ronnie Mac. I believe you know Ronnie Mac. You know of Ronnie Mac. Ronnie Mac had a take, and I wouldn't come address this unless I thought it was utterly ridiculous, which it is. Ronnie Mac said that he believed if he was six foot four inches tall, he could lock up LeBron. Um, what? That, that's LeBron what I say. LeBron James. What? No. No. Stop. Now, listen. My issue isn't you know necessarily with with Ronnie. Ronnie. Ronnie can play. Anybody who who knows yeah, knows he that can for sure. Yeah, but I don't help. know anybody who's six feet four and can lock up LeBron James. So I thought that was ridiculous. Now I respect him because he stood his ground. He had the entire cookout was pretty lit. Dude. It was. You know, he definitely turned almost everybody's heads, and he stood his ground. So I respect that. But Ronnie, 
I dare you, please come on here and defend yourself, man. That's that's one of the craziest takes I think I've heard recently. Um, And I adamantly disagree with that, so I had to address that. That if he was six foot four inches tall, he would lock up LeBron James. Um, Y'all got any comments? I know. Look, this is an anti. This is a very anti uh, LeBron guy. He Max like no, no chance. I don't think anyone could really. I mean, it's. I mean, he's six four. I mean, if he was a little taller, I could say maybe. That's what we were saying. At least give yourself like six eight. You know, six. Yeah, if you're six eight, then I could say maybe. But a six four, no. I don't know any six four guy who's looking at LeBron James like that. No. That's interesting. But yeah, that was my. Those are my two uh, greatest fan games saw this week. And after that. What do we want to address? And I, yeah, that's what it was. So it's been kind of out for a while now. It's not really new news, but I did want to talk about the NIL and kind of the official rule change, which, I mean, obviously, that's huge. That's probably one of the biggest things that's happened oh, yeah, sporting wise in our lives. Right? I mean, it's been a, been a huge topic ever since, you know, EA Sports quit making college football games because of the likeness. And, I mean, that was something that affected, you know, college players. I mean, they, I think, like, ones that were affected got, like, checks for, like, having their likeness in the game. Like, ones that had already graduated, obviously. Yeah. But, you know, players not being able to profit off of, like, their signature, like, stuff like that, that's a little ridiculous. Like, because the NCAA profits off of these players. And for them to not profit off of themselves, obviously, they're going to go and do it by other means, like, Lamelo Ball could have easily been one of the most po- like one of the best players in college basketball last season. Oh yeah, he's he had to go to Australia because he had played professionally, like in another country. Yeah. And like, I, I don't know. I just think I think this is a huge step for NCAA because I think they kind of also saw the writing on the wall with the G League popping up. You know, possibly losing out on these top recruits. I mean. Players are getting paid regardless yeah. of the NIL or not. But for them to be able to at least have extra money while they're in college by just being able to profit and, like, be sponsored by a company, like, that's that's huge. And it should have been done a long time ago, but at least they finally came to their senses with this. No, I do want to say, though, does this mean, like, we are officially, like, do we should we expect now to get these games back, like, as soon as possible? I mean, that... 2023 is what I've heard. July 2023 is when they're coming. Well, so they're coming back July 2023. The question is, though, now, like, will the players be in the game? Or, like, will they have to have, like, randomized rosters? Which, you know, I would love for EA Sports to go out and, like, get players. But the problem is, like, are you going to pay the, like, the four-string kicker? like, to be in, in yeah, the game. So it's, it's a question of, like, well, if we paid this player and this player, we have to pay this player. So, like, I think, I mean, I'm all for it. If they, if they have the budget to go out and, and do it, it doesn't even have to be much, too, because, like, you know these players would be happy to, like, just have themselves in a video yeah, game. Yeah, just having them in there. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to be much, but, like, you know, I think everyone should be represented in it. And either everyone or no one. I mean, and I'm fine with doing a like a random roster type deal. I mean, someone always ends up making a roster anyway with yeah. all the players. So, but yeah, I think 2023 is the release date for the new one, and 
I think they're still kind of looking out there as to like will they put the like the actual players in the game or not. So mm-hmm. no, I definitely have. I've got a lot of thoughts on it, and I need to read. I actually haven't gotten to read like the official. You know, I need. I thought someone we talked to. I don't know if it was you or, or someone we talked to with Reddit. I think maybe Aiden, but I need to see that and look over that before I kind of say a ton about it. But I definitely got some thoughts on it. Um, Mac, is there anything you want to address with it in terms I mean, of? How you feel? I do think it's going to be a little interesting seeing how much money these guys are going to get, going to get paid and how much is going to go to their head. Uh, I think it would be kind of exciting. I want to see who makes the first guy to make a million dollars off sponsors. That would be kind of cool to yeah. see who, who that would be. But uh, no, I, I feel like you know people are saying how big of a deal it is. Like, oh, this is ruining the game. And I'm just – I mean, I'm just here thinking, I'm like – Besides the power five and like a lottery pit in top five, power five in football, the lottery picks and basketball, not a lot of people are going to be making serious money. You know, yeah. it's just stuff to get by. You know? <laughs> and, you know, as I, I, I was a college athlete, but, you know, that must suck that, you know, you're playing football and going to school and you don't have any money uh, unless it's underneath the counter in which you're in trouble. So, I do think this is good for the athletes, and you know I'm kind of excited to see like you know how 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 this will impact each player with how much money they're going to make. Man, the thing I'm most curious to see honestly is how it changes because right now it's kind of in a weird spot where it just came out there aren't too many guidelines that the NCAA has set on it. Obviously, there's going to be some stuff that's going to happen where they're going to have to. Yeah. It says right here, under the NIL interim law, athletes and recruits can profit off activities such as autographs, endorsements, and personal appearances. This will be in effect until federal legislation is implemented or the NCAA creates permanent rules. Okay. And I, I think there may be a limit. Like I know, too, like boosters can't pay players. So like you won't have like Jimmy Rain for Auburn paying like Auburn players yeah. to do commercials for them. And like you won't have you won't have you know, the case for that, like, for... It won't be a... It doesn't address the pay-for-play yeah, as well. It's, it's more so, like, laid out to where the schools aren't really paying. Like, schools aren't paying these people. The schools are not paying them. It's it's the players going out and getting their own sponsorship deals. They're, like, being able to profit off of an autograph. Yeah. Which, you know, I'm all for that. I mean, they should have been able to do that regardless. I think it's a little ridiculous because, like, Todd Gurley being suspended when he was in college because he signed autographs. And AJ, I think AJ Green did it too. Johnny Manziel. It's like, it's their signature. Like, yeah. it's not like, it's, why is it hurting them? I just looked, when I looked it up, it said that the NCAA, I think, reported like $18.9 billion in profit last year. With that big of an industry, like, you shouldn't be exploited college athletes. No, and as much like, as they're bringing in for you, it's ridiculous. Dude. Yeah. And, I mean, I know there was that story a couple years ago where it was, like, the kicker that was, like, a YouTuber that... Yeah, D-Strong, I believe. Yeah, and he, he wasn't able to play in college because he was making money off YouTube videos. And yeah. that is, like, the most ridiculous thing ever because that's, like, him having a job. Yeah. I mean... He's one of the kind of considered kind of one of the pioneers of it, honestly. And I think right now, I think it's... No, listen, don't get me wrong. I think it's great. I'm glad, like, these guys need to be profiting off what they're bringing in for sure. And I think it's it's awesome. But I do think... It's kind of in a danger period right now because it's so loose. And I think I've seen a couple people say, um, you know, I'm sure you've probably seen them too. Y'all have social media where it's like these 
even guys who we know, but like athletes who are just going. And I posted a video about it to our page who are just kind of going and being like, yeah, I'm open for, for business, I guess. Like, DM me if interested. And it's like, that's kind of dangerous. I mean, it's like, it's like it'd be like doing anything, you know, with a house, with any kind of investment you make, kind of making deals for yourself. I hope it doesn't end up with a lot of these guys, especially since it's so new and they're just excited to get it going. They're excited to be profiting. Kind of, I don't know, getting getting messed over by some of these places and getting messed up just because I've seen a couple. And I don't know, like I said, I have to read more and see kind of what you were just looking at, read more into it. I, I know the deals are all different that people work out with these, you know, um, outside sources, but I know some of them have been signing like yearly deals and stuff like that. Some of them have been doing full call. I know there are guys who get their, their, their freshmen and they've signed four-year deals. Some have signed two-year deals. And I'm just like, I don't, I need to look more into it, but how does that work in terms of at the, you know, going to the next level and how does it work in terms of, um, you know, like for example, you, you say basketball, if you're a guy who, who gets there and you sign a, a three or four year deal with some company and you get, you know, two years, you want to leave, you want to go, you want to, you know, you're good enough to, to go to the next level. Like, how does that work out? Just little things here and there like that. And then, of course, guys negotiating for themselves that aren't really used to doing this. They're just they're just excited to have the opportunity. So, yeah, it definitely opens up a can of worms. Yeah. You know, and I feel like there will be more permanent rules in place very soon oh, because sure. all it did was it made the um, Supreme Court just made the NCAA like, look like we're going to allow them to profit off of this stuff like you have to figure it out yeah. like we're not going to do it for you like y'all have to put something in place and i feel like the ncaa will be able to write up something that you know will benefit the players but also have guidelines too to where it's not going to screw them over in the long run which is which would be the worst thing honestly though that's what kind of scares me too though like you just mentioned it they've given it to the ncaa and told them it's on them it's the ncaa like we've yeah, seen is, them mess is, up well this is the association that like wasn't allowing them to do it in the first place. yeah that's infamously known for not uh handling major issues like this well in the past so i i don't know uh, i'm curious to see like we you know said it'll definitely change i'm curious to see how it changes and how you know, yeah all the kinks and stuff get worked out um but yeah that's great that's great that it's happened and it's something that is allowing these these young men and women to profit off of what they bring in. I did want to throw something at you too, and really more so kind of you, Mac, but both of you, of course. And it was something I was thinking about in terms of ESPN. Has ESPN, and I got to be careful how I word this, are they kind of, I hate using the word, Falling off because they're not. It's ESPN. They're always going to be, you know, they're the entertainment sports network and the most popular. But you look back, and I don't just mean, I'm sure everybody here is aware of the situation happened with Rachel Nichols last week, right? Yeah. But, and I saw this trending and I wanted to, to ask y'all about it. Like, is ESPN kind of maybe heading in the, in the, you know, not wrong direction, but struggling as opposed to some of their. They're opposing, you know, networks that are challenging them because you look, so you look at that, everything that's happened last week, and then you look at the, let's say, for example, so when you talk basketball specifically, because that's where we're at right now with the finals, a lot of people talk about how great NBA on TNT 
you know, those guys, Ernie, Kenny, EJ, and the, the inside show, a lot of people talk about how good that is, how much they enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And ESPN doesn't have anything like that. It's not close. And that's hard to replicate. You know, a lot of people don't. A lot, like, they're, the, they're the gold standard. So that's tough to just say they don't have that. But they don't. And they're ESPN. But they should because they're ESPN. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so that, and then mixed with the fact that when I thought about it even more, I don't know how much you necessarily watch them, Mike, but I know, Mac, we watch them a good bit. Even thinking about kind of the day-to-day type shows, think about, you know, all the kind of sports personalities and, and analysts we listen to. They're more so FS1 guys now, are they not? No, yeah. I mean, I've noticed for like the last year, yeah, half, that a lot of people are leaving ESPN and going to Fox Sports. Like a yeah. lot, of or they're moving to Fox, like the actual Fox, or they're moving to TNT. They're just they're not they're not really fooling with ESPN anymore. Maybe it's because they're kind of harsh. I can only assume that's why. Like when you tell him might leave, I saw that. She might leave because she wants more money, and ESPN doesn't want to give her more money. And apparently there's another studio, I think it's Fox, who's willing to pay her that much, and she's interested in it. So stuff like that. I feel like money-wise, that's probably a problem. I think ESPN kind of undercuts a lot of people. And maybe it's not really a nice, a good place to work at. Maybe the hours are long and tough. Everything's tough. Like, you know, like Sports Center growing up, Sports Center was like the fun, most entertaining you know, hour you will have, and now it's just so boring. First take is boring without Stephen A. I don't even watch it if she days on there. Just, there. There's no point. You know, and like the shows, the herd, I disputed first things first. Even get up, get up. Honestly, was was good at first, but now it's starting to die down. Cause all, all I talk about all the time is football, and we're in July, and like football's not even the, the hottest topic right now. So, I just. Yeah, I, I mean, I've noticed for the last past year and a year and a half, ESPN is, is just hanging by a thread. And they're paying people solely off their personalities now. Like, Marcus Spears should not be talking a lot about football. He's just solely a personality. He has no idea what the hell he's talking about 90% of the time. Guys like that, they just, they're there solely for personality and not to be an analyst. Hey, old Perkins. Um, yeah, I mean... I just think, too, with ESPN, there's just not as much name recognition as there used to be. Like, I know we have Stephen A. I know we have some of these former athletes, but the former athletes have name recognition because they were former athletes. Yeah. They had a name before they came in to be, you know, an analyst. Mm. But it's like when we grew up watching Sports Center, we had Kenny Mayne, we had Stuart Scott, we had Bouchergras. I know he's still there, but we have, like, all these guys that, like, you, you knew. Yeah. We don't have that anymore because, like, we don't – and, like – there's still shows where I used to love Labatard on ESPN too. Like they have all these good, they had all these good shows, and it's like they're just getting rid of them. Yep. And Stephen A has been running ragged. Carrying. Like they have they have him interviewing McGregor. Like they have him like out of the scope of what he really covers. I mean, and it's because he's such a great personality. He is such a great journalist. Like he he worked so hard to get where he is. But it's just like at what point. Like, is he doing too much? Because they're like, they're making him do first take. They're making him interview everyone for the NBA. They're making him do all this. And it's like, he's the only, it's because he's like really one of the only person that like a personalities and be good reporters that yeah. they have. And 
Yeah, Mac, I agree. It's just like I I would much rather watch NBA on TNT. And I, you know, they don't really even have baseball. Like they have like Sunday night, which, I mean, Alex Rodriguez is okay. But I, I really couldn't even tell you who the other people are on it. But, you know, it's just Fox has become one of the better things to watch like i you know undisputed is probably better than first take is now i mean yeah. first take was great back when it was Stephen a and skip because they were a great dynamic but now skip has that dynamic with with shannon and it's like i don't mind max kellerman but it's just like max said when Stephen a's not on it it's really not watchable because no. Stephen a is the one that really knows kind of what he's talking about and you know not a huge fan of orlovsky i mean i'm not really a huge fan of don't get me started on jay will yeah, Jay Williams, I, this man should not be on television anymore. I mean, but hey, it, it's just, it's ESPN's kind of falling behind. It's kind of sad to see because, you know, growing up, it was pretty much only ESPN. Like, Fox Sports yeah. was just to watch, like, baseball. They were big on baseball when I was growing up. I they still kind of are because, like, the Braves play on Fox Sports 1. Yeah. Um, I think, like, every game's aired. And. I mean, they're they're huge in baseball, and I think they're huge kind of for the local sports. Like, I'll watch Fox Sports South to watch Hawks games. Like, they 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 do a good job of covering kind of the games that won't be on ESPN. But you know, if you're still a fan of that team, you'll watch it. You can watch them without like NBA TV. Yeah. But I mean, Coward, you got all these right, guys on Fox. Yeah, you got. I mean, and I look, I agree with y'all. I think Stephen A. I hate to say, you know, kind of carrying, but he is because they've got some talented people over there at ESPN still. But I think one thing has also been, you know, both mentioned it is the personalities. Let's be honest, that's half of it in that business. You know, it's your ability to talk about the sports and then this, your persona, your personality. ESPN is kind of, for a lot of the, the things they have, people were in and out too much. They're rotating them too much. So it's hard to catch on to that. Yeah. You look at the shows we're talking about, these guys have been doing it for a while, you know. Skip and Shannon, Colin, ESPN's almost such a revolving door that they're putting people in and out that it's hard to grab on to these people's personalities for a lot of these shows. Yeah, and I think another reason, too, why ESPN is kind of on the decline is, you know, you have the rise of, like, podcasts and other sporting industries. Like, you, know, you got Barstool, you got uh, The Ringer. You've got all these companies, too, that they're putting out media, sports media to yeah. where, like, I think it's not as much cookie cutter as ESPN is to where like you can go out there and say what you want in like a, a bigger, you know, yeah. to, to a bigger audience too. And, you know, I think the freedom of doing that is kind of why you're not seeing, I guess, as many personalities on ESPN. And that's why it's more former athletes that are like the personalities, I guess. And, and Stephen A, but, but yeah, I think they're just kind of on a decline and, I mean, I'll still watch it. But. I will say this. I will, to the only thing to, to defend ESPN, because I kind of thought about it a little more back when I was thinking. They are, it seems like they are still, if you're talking football, they're very good. Yeah. I would say that. College game day is still premier. Like, I will watch that every Saturday morning when I wake up. I will watch college game day. Corso, Herb Street, mm-hmm. Pollock, all those guys. Like, they, they have it. And... Like, Even you go professional, you got Booger, you got they've got guys, what's Collinsworth, they've got guys that they kept for a while that you can kind of yeah. latch on to and they're entertaining. So I think football might be more their thing. But it's like basketball, I'd rather watch TNT. Yeah. And like 
baseball i'd rather just i'd rather just listen to the braves announcers like if i'm gonna watch a braves game i mean that one doesn't matter as much but for football yes i would rather watch espn like now granted i love listening to like romo on cbs you know joe buck and troy aikman are great for thursday night but i mean once you hear the music from internet football like you still like you still get that feeling and chris slide in there (laughs) oh yeah you still get to listen to to uh chris berman you still got Booger McFarlane. You got all these guys that, I mean, they're they're great at their job and like they make it entertaining. Like the fastest two minute or the two minute drill with uh with Chris Berman is yeah. still one of the best. Sports. Yeah. It's ridiculous, but it's hilarious. <laughs> but, and that's another thing I think they're doing too is they're they're pushing this ESPN Plus where it's like they're putting some of these personalities on like Chris Berman strictly ESPN Plus now, like with yeah. his two minute drill, which is. I mean, it's fine, but, like, putting it behind a paywall and being like, oh, like, you have to pay $5 to watch this guy that's been on TV for 30 years. It's like, well, I could just go find some other personalities in the network yeah. that I already – yeah. It's, it's like, just, I'll go listen to a podcast the next day and, like, you know, yeah. I, I don't know. It it just seems like they're doing a lot of the things wrong, and it obviously they're doing something wrong if all these personalities that are doing so well on other channels have been at ESPN. Like, Coward was at ESPN, and – I loved watching Sports Nation with him and Michelle Beadle. And it ended up just not being, I mean, all of these just kind of fizzled out. And now they're doing way better on Fox Sports. Yeah, and he take, that's one guy, Colin takes shots at ESPN whenever he gets the chance to on oh, this yeah. one now. We were talking about the other day. Like, Colin will just interrupt his show. Yeah. You won't even name him. He'll be like, yeah, my old employer and stuff like that. Almost every show. So, I mean, you got to respect it, though. No, it's hilarious. Yeah. It, I was just curious because I saw that was trending too after all the uh, stuff that happened with old Rachel Nichols, which is something in its own. But yeah, might um, be for another episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll, I don't know we, about that. We'll leave that. We'll leave old, old Rachel. I'm trying to think. Is there anything you guys wanted to throw? Anything else you wanted to hit? I I had something I saw on Twitter the other day that really kind of it was it was really funny, and I, I might just need to bring it up and get y'all's opinion on it Hit me. i saw this tweet saying I had this argument in a group chat but i want to know the truth isn't it very tacky for somebody to eat the free bread as soon as you get it then i saw this okay first <laughs> off the fact that out of 368,000 votes 97 percent said no <laughs> like and then also her follow-up tweet said you should wait five minutes before reaching for the bread. If you're that hungry, you should have had a pregame meal. The bread is the pregame meal. Like, that's what you have before. Oh, so, is, like, is it tacky to go to a Mexican restaurant and eat the chips and salsa? Like, hey, she'd probably say yes. Yes. It's, like, tacky. Like, I'm... <laughs> Did you see she stood her ground, too? Oh, yeah. She, she was woke up like, the next day and was like, yeah, I'm sorry. All of you are tacky. And of the 3% that supported me, out of, like... Wait, before we go on, I don't want to make sure, Mac, you're not part of the 3%, are you? Are you no. Is if, that tacky? If, if the bread is there, I'm going to eat it. What? Yes. Okay. I'm not going to wait well, five I mean, It's not about not eating it. It's about waiting five minutes. I'm sorry. Well, you don't have, so she's never, I saw someone saying something like, she's never had the luxury of enjoying fresh bread is when it's at a restaurant. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Like. I mean, I'm not gonna act like a crazy person if they place it down and just start like reaching for it. I mean, but like I'm gonna I'm gonna make a plate and have some bread on it. Like, yeah, give me no, a slab of butter. You know, maybe depending on the bread. Although I would say I would be extremely upset or like I would be 
in my feels if I sat down and like tried to make, and they'd be like, bro, you're so tacky. Like that, that I would have to put it back. I'd, I'd have like the butter on and everything. I'd put it back in the basket. I'd be, uh, I'm not going to eat it. If someone called me out like that, like if I was at dinner and they said, oh, like you eating the bread, like that's tacky. Look, you're a better person than me. I would continue eating my bread. Like, I, well, now that I think about it, yeah, like they're tacky. Like, hey, you, yeah, yeah, you, you can tacky. wait. You can wait on this bread yeah. to cool off. Yeah. That's just ridiculous. But I'm glad that 97% were just like, you're wrong. Yeah. Like, at least it wasn't like people being like, oh, yeah, I agree. Like, no, everyone was like, you're wrong. Look, now that you brought up a poll, that reminds me of another poll I saw on Twitter a while back. It, it, in all fairness, it, it's more controversial than that ridiculous take that she had. But it was, um, it was which was better between slushies and milkshakes? Milkshakes. Milkshakes. Thank you. It was, look, the poll was, and I even commented this under, it was much closer than it needed to be. I think it was like a 60-40 thing. I don't, slushies are only good when there's alcohol in like, well, alcoholic slushies are good. Well, that and, I mean, I guess if, if like, <sighs> see, I was going to say if you're a child, but even then, I'd rather have a milkshake. I'd rather have a milkshake. Maybe in the summer after a certain, I'm trying to make a case for those slushies here, and I just don't see why it was as close as it was. So, I guess I There are say, times where a slushie would be nice. I guess to an extent, slushies are a little more convenient because you can just go to a gas station and get an icy yeah. rather than, like, but now, like, some of those gas stations have those milkshake machines, that which hit. changed the game. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, I just feel like with, with milkshakes, there's way more variety. But with slushies, you're limited to, like, unless you go to, like, Sonic or something, you're limited to two, maybe three flavors. Yeah. Milkshakes' possibilities are endless. Plus, you know how Sonic, I mean, a bad slushie is where you just drink out all the juice within, like, the first couple sips. Yeah, and it's you just, just got a cup of ice. No. It's... The one point i will have about milkshakes is if you get one that's got like toppings on it and like or say you get like an oreo milkshake or something and like they don't blend it well so like you get to the bottom it's just straight vanilla yeah like that that's my one complaint but go um, ahead say their name call mcdonald's out dropping those m&ms on the top and just i mean i'm not even gonna say mcdonald's i was gonna say sonic ah they do i'm with you if you're watching this i'm disappointed (laughs) do not sponsor us yeah (laughs) please don't well maybe please yeah I mean, I will say half price shakes. Oh uh, yeah, it's a great deal. It's a good deal. I could pay a dollar. What dollar? I know the price. It was like a dollar seventy two. It was a dollar seventy four for like a medium. Yeah. It's kind of sad that I remember the price because I have frequented the half price shakes, yeah. but I mean they're they're quality. Look, half price shakes, and then some a couple of years back, fifty cent frosties. Oh yeah. Called my name almost every single day. So I have no shame in knowing the exact price of those two things. Um, but with that being said, unless Mac Home wants to throw in, uh, well, I was thinking, I was thinking, I'm like, no, why, why was Rachel Nichols bitching, bro? I mean, she was having sex with Jimmy Butler. Like, <laughs> like, damn, like that must be some burden you had. I mean, come on, let, like, let's be real. Like, I mean, are you complaining? Well, not with, not with. So you're saying well, he wasn't no. in that room dribbling the basketballs? What you're saying, Mac? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> come on now. I don't understand why you're complaining for real, for real. But it's whatever. Oh That's my just God. <laughs> Well, as always, um, 
you made it this far. We appreciate you listening. Um, I don't even know what else to say. I mean, uh, yeah, Mac, I think I guess ended it well. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that's a great ending. Uh, no hat, we're out. <laughs>